and welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller with you. Thanks for joining us. Hope your moon in Gemini today is going well. <laughs> Let's talk about astrology, and then at the end, I have a special request, especially for those of you who are enjoying the work that we are doing. I'd like to ask for you of, of you a very big favor and a little exchange in value. If you would take just a couple of minutes, I would really appreciate it. But we'll talk about that after we talk about what's going on in the chart. So the moon today is in Gemini, right about in the middle, starting out uh, near 15 degrees. And with that, it's throwing a really nice trine to the sun in Aquarius at 15 degrees. You know, there's a lot that's said about uh, a moon-sun trine, but one of the things that is especially of note is an extra grounding. Feet on the ground, good solid balance of that radiant energy and that reflective energy. So that will be with us all day today. Now, somebody on iTunes, uh, on the reviews, had made a comment that they would like to see more how this applies to other areas of the chart. And we could talk about the moon being a mutable sign in Gemini, uh, that this also might affect Virgos or Sagittariuses or Pisces. Or then we would also have to talk about Aquarius being a fixed sign and that it might affect you if you are a Scorpio, Leo, or Taurus. But you see why I don't do that? Because there's a really thin line in astrology between understanding something and just getting something you can use and glossing your little eyes over because uh, that's too much. And also, I try to keep these short. So it's like if uh, I will try to expand these maybe just a little bit, but not so much that it's going to make your eyes gloss over or scale over because that's not the intention of this. And I think when astrologers get talking to astro speak, don't we all gloss over? I mean, unless you have a chart in front of you right now, then this is hard to put together in words. So anyway, that's one of the uh, that's one of the main aspects. The moon is also throwing a square to Neptune today, and that's a real good segue of the other little aspect that I wanted to talk about. So Neptune is in Pisces now. Neptune takes 164 years to move around the chart. So when was the last time that Neptune was in Pisces? I mean, we've we've talked so much about Pluto, basically, uh, and its transit back to Capricorn, which takes 248 years. Well, we've got another, the next slowest mover is Neptune, and it takes 164 years. So it being in Pisces is a rarity. Now, it's sitting at 17 degrees. So again, it's almost halfway through. So we're going to be talking about Neptune and Pisces for quite some time. But it, right now, along with Venus, has a sextile aspect to Saturn-Pluto. Okay, here are the numbers. Pluto in Capricorn, 23 degrees. Saturn in Capricorn, 25 degrees. Okay, let's shift over to Pisces. Neptune is at 17. So you can see that's just barely still clipping Saturn, but it is definitely within the bandwidth of Pluto. Venus is at 26 degrees in Pisces. Now, Venus moves quickly, but at 26 degrees, that's basically a dead-on sextile to Saturn at 25. 
I mean, that's a one-degree orb, and it still catches Pluto at 23, three degrees. So this is a big deal with Neptune and Venus in Pisces sextiling Saturn and Pluto. Now, the duality of this, the polarity, if you will, is that Mars is still square to both of these guys. So there's been that Mars pull on this thing that we've been talking about over the last two weeks. But I think it's amazing that we have this Neptune-Venus sextile to Saturn and Pluto. Now, yesterday we talked about some of the things that have been happening over this past week. That's in yesterday's episode. But add to that... Now, something that was a shock to me because I love the sport of skiing, Michaela Schiffen, the U.S. Olympic gold medalist, she had to fly home from, uh, they were in Russia, and her father had fallen at their new home in Edwards, Colorado, hit his head, was taken to the hospital in Denver where he died, fortunately, after they got there, but... What a blow to the ski industry and to the Schiffen family. And then, of course, the big announcement yesterday that's been all over the headlines is Rush Limbaugh announcing that he has advanced stage lung cancer. And look, I don't care where we are politically. This is a soul that has embodied a human flesh. And under those circumstances, I just think the best response, obviously, is love. So while we have this unique dynamic with Neptune and Venus in this favorable relationship, we are seeing some still, I mean, this amazing tension around Saturn-Pluto. This thing has shaken like, I'm just like, wow. And yes, I get it. People have challenges. The human experience is a challenge. People die. Celebrities die. We see news in the headlines all the time unrelated to this. I get it. I get it. But the thing is, collectively, when you ask any group of people, have there been more challenges recently? Every hand in the room goes up. So what do we do about it? Well, I the thing that keeps coming back to my mind is just stay conscious, stay awake, stay aware, and do your spiritual practice on an amped up scale. We've talked a lot on here about various things that you can do to increase your spiritual practice, and some of that is obviously personal. It's what you do best. But take it up a notch and realize that this perception of Neptune, this intuition, this dreaminess, this connecting with the the higher consciousness realm, also supported by Venus, is in a favorable relationship, even though it has that Mars- overshadow. Now, speaking of Mars overshadowing Venus, you want an example of this? And basically, the astrology is over. And now here is my request, if I may just have another about two minutes of your time. Here's Mars spiking Venus, okay? So over the weekend, I uh, ran the same podcast on Saturday and Sunday. There were a couple of reasons for that. One is You know, it's a lot. It is a lot to do a daily podcast. Even as short as these are, it's a lot to keep this thing going every day. And Majana and I had some uh, internet-based work that we wanted to do, and we just wanted a clear space for that. The reason I put it up there twice is that I just thought, hey, you know, uh, it's just easier, right? (laughs) And respecting your time to come on on Sunday and say, hey, if you listened to this yesterday, uh, no problem, move on. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, 
Well, somebody left a really negative comment on iTunes. And the reason that iTunes is really important to me is that I would like to elevate this. I have other plans for this podcast that I'm not going to go into right now, but I would really like this thing to be toward the top of the astrology search. And that is greatly facilitated by people who leave five-star reviews and positive comments. I've said on here a number of times, if you love what we do, leave a review. And if you don't, send me an email. Let's talk about it offline. And to this person, Picatrix, who left this uh, very scathing, didn't like it, said that uh, repeating the same podcast was lame. Like, wow, really? Okay, well, Picatrix, let me tell you the rest of the story. Uh, I have a heart condition that I've lived with for six years, and sometimes it flares up. And last week I was in Colorado, and it flared up big time, to the point where for the first time in six years of living with this, I was actually scared. I wanted to get down to lower elevation. I couldn't. I was up there by myself. Majana was not there. And when I got back home, I was still not right. And even through the weekend, had a really sluggish, low energy couple of days. So the global lesson to me is before you go striking out at somebody, you better know what's on their side of things. Because, you know, you probably would feel pretty small in your grandiose uh, pontification online, which is so, you know, the, the online bullying thing, especially among the young people, is, a uh, oh, wow, let's don't go down that road because it is huge. But, you know, the point is, is you could take that astrological chart and wipe all the stuff off of it and just draw a great big heart connecting all the houses and signs, and that supersedes everything. It is the highest energy in the universe. So would you guys who like this program do me a big favor? Those of you who are on the iTunes or Apple podcast platform, which still is about two-thirds of everybody listening to podcasts does so from there, would you mind jumping on there and do two things for me just to, uh, just to help keep this buoyancy that we've built up over the last nine months would you go on there and find that February 2nd from Picatrix post? And when it says, was this review helpful, would you click no? That is, if it's in your heart to do so. And if it's in your heart to do so, would you write a positive review? Because for the Apple algorithms, if about 10 or 15 or 20 of you get on there and just bury this thing, then we'll be back up where we were. It did knock the, the posting, the listing of the podcast down a couple of notches. I would greatly appreciate that. And pick a tricks. I'm sorry that, uh, that what I did over the weekend did not suit you. I truly am. I cannot please everybody. And I did what I thought was best. And you know what? I'm just going to picture for the rest of the day a great big heart in that chart. Because right now there are a lot of people that are hurting. And the world needs love. So maybe what we do with all of this is we just kind of, I don't know, put all the rest of it aside. Let's just focus on sending love out into the universe. Doesn't it really need it? I think so. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you tomorrow.